This is the Blind Entrepreneur Podcast, helping millennials execute their vision. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Blind Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jonathan Grzbowski, and this is episode 42. Today, I have with me Josh Hoffman. He's 26 years of age. He's the co-founder of Gameplan, and Gameplan is an app that helps you make better decisions as to where to eat, drink, and hang out with your friends based off your personality. Josh, how's your day going so far, my friend? Not too bad. Uh, chugged a coffee before this, and that's about the beginning of my day. <laughs> nice. All right, let's do this. So the first question, we're going to start off with an icebreaker. Cool. Imagine you just had the worst day of your life. You're down in the dumps, your head is in the sand, and you don't know what to do, but you need to find a way to get out of it. What is that one piece of food that's going to lift your spirits higher and make your day better? That's awesome. Um, okay, that's. I, I was. I was just saying that I watched some of your other interviews and they didn't start off like this. So I think this is awesome. Um, <laughs> so I kind of was just talking about this yesterday in a different sense with my friend. I was saying, uh, I guess it's complete opposite because I was saying, what is your last meal if you're on death row? Uh, so I guess that would be also the thing that makes you really happy. And as as odd as it sounds, uh, my answer was potato bread with mayo, cheese, a turkey sandwich, some Lay's chips, actually hers, to support Philly, and uh, a Coke. And it's funny because I'm not like a Coke person at all, but that meal right there as my last meal, uh, or, or my happy meal, I guess. There you go. Now, is that going to be, my, when you say Coke, is that going to be, um, is that going to be like fountain Coke, or is that going to be just like Mexican Coke in a bottle, you're ready to go? I guess I guess if I have the choice, I'm going with that that Mexican Coke that has the uh, like better sugar or whatever. It is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who yeah. knows? I mean, who knows yeah. if that's really true? It's just yeah, yeah I completely. It, agree with it's that. a dick thing regardless. So, yes, exactly, exactly. But well, the first real question, Josh, is tell us, real? tell us about. I guess it's kind of real. <laughs> um, but tell us about yourself. Who are you, and what is your story? Cool. I'll try to keep it relatively short. Um, so grew up right outside of Philadelphia. Um, in Lafayette Hill, went to Plymouth Marsh High School, went down to UCF um, for college. We were Fiesta Bowl champs a few years ago. I say that every time. Uh, also, a lot of people don't know that UCF is Central Florida, which we're getting bigger. We're the second biggest school in the nation, but somehow people don't really know UCF. Uh, moved back up here. Always kind of knew I was going to move back here. Um, moving away from Philly made me realize how much I wanted to be back in Philly and just the Northeast in general. Um, started my company, the idea at least, sophomore year of college, entered business plan competitions, got a lot of support from a few teachers, um, brought on my, one of my co-founders who's my good friend, maybe a year or two after that, we were looking for a dev guy or dev co-founder to help on that side because we were both business, um, interned at a startup called Cloudomize in Philly, ended up working there. Um, but met my other co-founder, Colin, who was on the dev side, and we were talking one day, and he had this, a very similar idea, and I'm like, oh, that's crazy, I have something similar, so I remember going downstairs, and I had, like, the gambit of information, business plans, pitch decks, they were awful, but at least I had it, and kind of just reviewed all that, he's like, yeah, this is something that I'm, I have a very similar idea, let's do this, and his friend from high school, they went to high school in China, um, his friend who is from Netherlands is our other co-founder, so he jumped on too, and he does most of the dev work. Um, so that's kind of how the team forms. That's the story of Josh. Uh, I think that's kind of the spark notes on the yeah. last 
Not six bad. years. So how um, how long has game time been around? Not legally, as in like idea wise, I'd say about six years. Um, and I definitely count all six of those years. Uh, uh, they. As you yeah. Know. What's what's the uh, not that we are near even close to overnight success, but they always say overnight successes are like the six the, the years before that, or you know whatever the saying is. So that's kind of how I see it when we are a success. Um, and uh, what was the original question? Sorry. Well, I mean, uh, well, what I'm really want to know is what is where does the passion come from? Like where where did this? You have this idea, you know. There had to have been this light bulb moment where you're like this is needed and I need to do it. Yeah, the, the reason I thought of it is, um, you know, in college you like don't know yourself and you're trying to find yourself and all that fun stuff. And um, one day I was kind of like, you know, I want to start a company. What annoys the crap out of me? Um, and it was deciding where to go to lunch with my, with my roommates. That was just the most annoying process of my day. It was something that I wish I could snap my fingers and, and something would answer. So that's kind of how it started. And then... I kind of just realized that I liked doing it. it. It wasn't like I was staying in on a Thursday night because I was working. It was I was staying in on a Thursday night because I'm trying to do this thing that I believe in and, and all that stuff. Um, to get co-founders to join you is like the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. Um, for someone to believe in something and join uh, and then eventually fast forward to like now, um, quit their jobs and, and spend all their time and turn down internships when you're in college and stuff. Stuff like that it's it's uh pretty cool to to have people join you and and it's not even like they're joining me anymore they're joining game plan uh as a team so it's it's been the coolest experience i probably would say of my life well so that's a very interesting um you, you know perspective in terms of like uh, your journey the hardest part was bringing on the co-founders so how the hell did you do it well, I should say the hardest part was bringing on co-founders because I didn't do the real hard part, which it was actually learning how to develop myself. Uh, so that would have been the real answer to to the difficultness of it. But it's um, a problem that a lot of people have. I mean, um, me, oh. me for one, I'm not technical. So, you know, in order for me to, to uh, do what I do, I need to talk to and be surrounded by the individuals who actually are technical. So what are some techniques that you've done in order to, uh, you know, build that vision in order for people to buy in and be a part of it? Uh, on a co-founder side, actually probably on both sides, it's, it's ask everyone and anyone. You, you just, uh, the only, I have this saying that like, it's from the guy that jumped out of space, the Red Bull guy, he says the only limit is the one you set yourself. So you just have to put it in front of, you don't know someone else's story. You don't know if they're really interested or not really interested. And there's only one way of finding out and that's asking and putting it in front of them. So I can remember literally finding out you developed and, and like every other human that doesn't develop ass of developers, they're like, hey, do you want to join our team? Uh, so that's kind of why I made the pitch deck in the first place, uh, was just to be, hey, can we meet for 10 minutes after class today, and can I just pitch this to you? And like so many no's. Like these people get asked so many times the same thing, and unless you, like even Google, if, if you, Google is put in front of you in 2000 or 1998 or whatever it is, you'd be like, yeah, uh, AltaVista is kind of doing this, and and it's so hard to like have people just understand in a ten minute pitch deck kind of thing um, until you start to learn how to articulate your idea better. Um, but it was really just I, I I can remember in my head where I'm just thinking uh, this one kid Jake in college, and then there's another person, and then I came up to Philly without one, and I was in this mindset that great now I have to start real life without a company 
it's going to delay this for years and years and years. If I ever get to do it, I'm like, this sucks. But I kept asking everyone, and I kind of put some of it on the back burner. Um, but I kept asking everyone, and I remember there was this other guy that we talked to like three times, and he wouldn't have been a good Glad that, I'm kind of glad that didn't work out. Uh, I don't think it was the right connection, uh, which brings me, I guess, to the next point of it's a marriage. You, you're you're basically dating, knowing there's a marriage at the end of the story. Uh, so, so like the first date is like again, you know, that's marriage, and that changes the whole dynamic of the relationship. Um, so yeah, then he dropped off that guy and found Colin, and it's been the four of us. Uh, just to jump into the team, I guess, for a second. Uh, I don't know if this was going to be one of your questions, but um, I said it. We had a competition the other day or week, and I said that we are scattered across the Myers-Briggs. And um, although that causes a lot of disagreements, it also comes up with four solutions to a problem as opposed to one or two. So I wouldn't also trade that for the world as, as annoying as it can get. So you basically, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you Ooh. created a pitch deck. You took that pitch deck. You went up to people who you knew were good at dev, biz dev. I could I could just see you working at a coffee shop on. And you're just like a man or a girl. Like to to you. I want really. Yeah, that happened. That happens. At, I, I work at OCF in Philly, uh, coffee house. And if you're developing on a computer, there's a hundred percent chance I'm going to walk up to you and get your card or something. Interesting. So you're working at a coffee shop at the time, and you're just like, hey, you know, whatever you had downtime in that um in the lull of the day you were just like hey do you mind if i just uh, talk to you for a little bit yeah my uh our neighbors i they're like just graduated out of college and i did this the other day that i saw him coding on his computer and i knocked on the door i'm like hey by the way we're have we have a startup going next door uh if you ever want some we're, we're by the way everyone we're looking for contractors this summer so um <laughs> development contractors so i was like hey if you just want a few thousands of dollars uh for summer work then let us know and we'll throw you in the dev process that's awesome. That's really cool. I mean, honestly, it's ballsy too because, I mean, uh, some some co-founders are are introverted. Some some are like you. They don't care. They they see this vision. They see this this what the what can actually come out of this, and then they just go out and do it. So, you know, was that a particular mindset that they had you work yourself into, or is that just second nature in your being, and you just went for it? Yeah. No. It's it's been me forever. Uh... I feel like if my mom was here, she'd be like shaking her head right next to me, but like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so like, what about the people who aren't? You know, like, what about yeah. the people who aren't introvert, who are introverted? Is there anything that particularly worked for you um, that you could give advice to other people on? Um, it, me personally, I would say it really just comes down to well, I guess the mentality I have is like I'm never going to see these people again, or you know. Like, what do they technically really mean when in the grand scheme of things? So, like, what is me going up to them or me looking like a fool at some place going to really do uh, in the grand scheme of things? But um, I feel like it's not too fair to answer on an introvert level because it's just never been me. However, yesterday I was watching the Zappos guy talk at the most recent Code Conference, um, which I would highly recommend for any introvert to do because uh, there's a point where I think he was answering questions at the end or something. And he was telling, and you can just tell, like, he just doesn't want to be in, on camera. And even though he's a Zappos guy, he's like this great guy that started this innovative thing and, and everything. Um, he's still such an introvert, and that was years ago. And again, he was kind of saying, like, what his little tricks are. Um, and again, I, I think it would be unfair for me to say just because I've never played that game and I've never had to, like, think of tricks to 
to approach people because to me it's always been like, what does this, what does this interaction matter in the grand scheme of things? Right. Except for to be good, um, it's never going to be bad. So yeah, that would be mine. And then the second one would be just to listen to the Zappos guy because I think he did a really good job. Awesome. We'll definitely find a way to link this so people can actually view cool. it. Um, but what are uh, what were some of the initial struggles uh, with or Karen's struggles with game plan? So besides, the biggest one in the beginning was everything we just talked about with the co-founders. That was, you know, you can do as much as you want. Uh, you only have a certain amount of skills just by life time-wise of how long you've lived, unless you're studying, putting your face in books the whole day. Um, that there's just a certain amount of skills that you are very good at or even decent at and you want to become very good at. And then there are a lot of skills that... The reason I didn't start developing is because I knew I would never be, I never thought I'd be in, in a three year span be as good as someone that has been doing it since they were 15 or something, um, which is Colin and Roy, uh, as well as I was in Florida and I wanted to go outside and, and uh, as crazy as it sounds, that kind of kills dev time is, is going outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the hardest struggle in the beginning. Um, it was fine. I mean, in hindsight, I guess, you know, it, it forced me to do things that you would think that you would, you should be delegating, but then you realize that as a, as a CEO or as a co-founder, even in general, um, you shouldn't be delegating anything and hoping that your co-founders kind of understand that. Uh, I, I don't say you shouldn't be, I, I say that in the sense that you should be doing it. Like just have this mindset that you're going to be doing everything and, um, then anything after that is additional help. Um, so that's the hardest thing. For the hardest thing now is Slack. Uh, this probably is not a great answer, but uh, Slack is the greatest thing ever because we, our team, um, currently is working in Asia, Europe, and the U.S. So Slack allows us to work 24/7, and um, everyone's pretty okay with being bugged at any time. Um, that being said, it like holy miscommunication sometimes. Like I'm. Not the most articulate person, especially when I'm texting or typing, um, which is not the greatest thing, but getting better at it. Uh, but especially typing. I have wild ideas, and, and the wild ideas in your brain sometimes don't get so nicely typed out. Uh, that's kind of annoying, but that's, you know, that's like a, not a real, real problem. Um, that's just over time. You but it really is. Fix <laughs> but actually, it again. Well, it's just over time. You know, it's just like... Uh... You know, the more you're able to experience things, the more you're able to kind of slow down a little bit. Um, I think that's a it's a problem that a lot of people have, believe it or not. So I don't I don't think you're the only one. Um, now, is, has there been a a, a big struggle? Uh, excuse me, a a big failure um, that you can kind of say like you know this was this was our low point. Um, as a team. I can't think of anything immediately. The the first thing I thought of is when I did my business plan competition in college. It was I I kind of chalk it up as like the most embarrassing moment of my life. Uh, it was only in front of like four judges, but talking about just being like slapped around and and not being prepared and thinking you're prepared and thinking you like. I remember looking at my deck and being like, oh, this has everything they need. How can I lose? I, I like, it. And then I got up there and it was the worst thing ever. So I don't know if that's a failure because I, I guess it technically is, but it also changed the whole trajectory of the rest of game plan that it was just kind of like I need to make up. Uh, it, it was a slap in the face in, in a great way. Um, 
So like, I, it's hard to call that a failure because putting yourself out to, to do something um, should never really be called a failure. It should just be called like a try, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that was, I, I always go back to like uh, the competition I had the other, the other week. It was pretty much the first competition since junior year of college where I, which I consider the most embarrassing moment. And, uh, I was really excited to do it, but to get the validation, um, and just kind of like understanding where it was then and where it's gone to now is, uh, pretty damn cool. It really is. The one that that I met you at. Yes, exactly. Oh, cool. That's awesome. I mean, you guys did a great job. I I was able to, unlike the people who are listening right now, I was able to hear you guys and you just blew it out of the, out of the, out of the water and you guys just killed it. So much appreciated. uh, Yeah. I mean, definitely there's a huge progression from what it seems um, (laughs) and just fine tuning your skills. And and that's actually a good segue into um, what I want to talk to you about now. Um, We have a good understanding of who you are as a business person. Um, You know, the fact that you're able to uh, get people to uh, be a part of your team and see your vision. Um, But now when it comes to the person side, um, what are some habits that have helped you become more efficient throughout your day? Oh, I could do a lot better on that. <laughs> well, well, don't talk about that because, I mean, Coffee? let's talk about the, the things that you wish you did better on and, and some of the things that you really feel as if that you're doing great on. Uh, I don't know why this is the first thing that popped in my head, but I wish I woke up earlier mm-hmm. um, because because it just makes your day better. You get work done before the day, real day starts. But uh, I've never been a morning person. I've always been a night person. And it's not like I waste my nights. I used to say that game plan, it used to be called pivot, um, was created between the hours of like 2 a.m. and 3 a.m. And, and, and if you can like reason to yourself like, okay, your morning hours are just your night hours, uh, then okay, it's like decent for me to think about. At least makes me feel okay. But I wish I was a morning person just because it dictates the rest of your day, uh, especially if I could run in the morning, which I hate running, but still, uh, if I could do that, like, it just, I think that, I'm a big philosophical person, so little stupid things that I, or other people call stupid things like like that, um, I think are everything. I, I think the way you think, I could go on, like, for hours about this, and I I annoy the crap out of my co-founders, but um, I think the way you think is, is everything. It, it's... Elon Musk thinks we're in a simulator. If that's the case, then really the way you think is really everything like that. So um, I'm trying to think of other answers to what would make me more efficient. Um, well, do you do any type of like uh, meditating or do you have any like life hacks that you do that has really worked well for you in order to communicate with your team uh, on, on, even on Slack? Yeah, I mean, to me, even the answer to that question was really just the way you think about it. Like, um, every time that we're upset, it's not directly answering the question, but every time we're up, like, I'm upset as, like, oh, my God, things aren't going well, I always realize that I'm, I put myself in this situation. Like, I'm the one that quit my job. I'm the one that is spending all my life savings just to get this. Like, I, I understand. If, as long as I understand that I'm doing this to myself, then, like, why? How, I can't get mad at it. Like, that doesn't make sense. It's something that you're literally doing yourself that you're getting mad at. So, um, that's kind of the approach that I take that at any time uh, I did. Okay. A life pack. Here, here you go. Um, again, my co-founders have heard this so many times that they get annoyed. Uh, I, I used it for years. I didn't say the word, I, I even try not to say it when I use the example, but, uh, I didn't say the word stress or anxiety. I, I think that, uh, 
the brain is so unique that you can trick it to do anything and to say a story really quick. Uh, in, in like 10th grade psychology, I learned that there was uh, this person had multiple personality disorder, and one of their personalities, they, they formed a rash on their arm. And as crazy as it sounds, what I learned is that your brain can do whatever the hell it wants. And if you can understand that and then train your brain to do things like that, that's pretty powerful. And the answer is yes, you can. Like if you, again, if you can put a rash on your arm, you can pretty much do anything you want to with your brain, including going absolutely crazy, which is what people do. Um, so I kind of thought like, okay, maybe if I don't say the word stress and anxiety, uh, first of all, too many people think that it's like a requirement, like, oh, you need stress to do well. But I said, okay, what if I can like replace the motivation of stress with something else and, ne and never stress for the rest of my life because I think that's the leading cause of death. I think that cuts zeros at the end of your life. So um, yeah, I stopped saying stress and anxiety and I just, I, I thought it worked perfectly. Uh, people hate me when I tell them to do, like when I recommend them to do this, like, oh, like, you know, that's impossible. I'm like, I don't really, you know, if you don't try, you'll never know. But um, I really think it works for me and I think it's been awesome. That is awesome advice. That's that. I mean, that's great. I mean, I, I think people say stress and anxiety all the time, um, and they kind of use that as a crutch in order for for them to stop propelling themselves forward. So, just eliminating that negative uh, energy, that negative language, um, you know, will, will, can definitely work. So, uh, thank you for telling and sharing that story. Um, you know, you mentioned Slack. Are there any other uh, tech resources that you use personally? Uh, that you can suggest to other people? Yeah, we've used a lot. Uh, from even just Slack APIs, or I guess they're APIs, um, uh, add-ons or whatever you call them. Um, we've used Trello. We haven't used it in a few months, so I guess that didn't make it. Uh, again, we use the Slack APIs, like something called Howdy, that, uh, to be honest, it's kind of a micromanager in the sense that it asks you what you do every day. But for a team that's in three different continents, it's great to just stay on top of not even like to see that you're doing work, just to make sure that we all know what we're doing. And if you need support on that, okay, I know something that you might not know on that. So like here, I know you're working on it today. Let me just have a quick conversation. Um, we we use, um, because we're in three different continents, well, it's because Colin's in China right now, but he's coming back. He goes to Wharton. Um, we use Skype or Google Hangouts. Like it's our office, literally. Uh, we go to Huntsman Hall down at... Uh, pen and we get a room and we have a whiteboard um, I, I okay I will say I love writing things down uh, so non-tech things as much as it's inconvenient is always the most productive thing for me uh, including whiteboard sessions which for dev people can't nothing gets done without a whiteboard it just it, it had like so I would say what well, the whiteboard uh, not the tech stuff is the most important thing it an in-person whiteboard meeting Will will replace five hour Slack meetings. It just it really will. And then on top of that, a two minute conversation. And this is so proven in our Slack life. Uh, a two minute conversation is worth like an hour conversation. It, it really is. Like there's so much miscommunication when you're typing that I could say this. And sometimes we'll be like, listen, cut the conversation. We're doing we're doing this when we're all together or something. So. Uh, but yeah, uh, supporting things um, besides like Google Hangouts, Slack, um, we use the Howdy integration. Um, we use Trello for a little bit for dev. Oh, oh, you know why we don't use a lot of stuff? Um, 
like Bitbucket and all that is because, well, we do use that, but um, Roy, our developer, loves making internal add-ons or whatever. So I, it's the greatest thing ever because it's like custom for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have a hub that he completely made. It's based, also, it's based on a, a format that people know really well that I'm not good enough dev-wise to, to know what it's called. But if you saw the format, you'd be like, oh, I know that's from whatever. Um, but again, it lets us do everything custom to us, and I wouldn't trade that for the world. He, he also likes doing it, which like products become so much better when you enjoy that, especially on the dev side, uh, the stuff you're doing. So that's been our number one: is all the custom backend stuff that Roy's made. Nice. Well, honestly, the the interview is almost over, Josh, and I do have uh, just one major question for you. Uh, the Blind Entrepreneur was created uh, t- because there are individuals out there who want to become entrepreneurs or who are like you, who um, you know, who are trying to receive funding. Uh, trying to pitch, try or have obtained funding, and they're just trying to get to that next level. Um, what are some three pieces of advice that you would give to other millennials who are in the same position as you, um, but you know, or, or even a little bit further back? Um, you know, what are three pieces of advice that you'd give to those individuals to take with them? Uh, the number one I said earlier is the only limit is the one you set yourself. It's so on. I, I feel like. It's so unknown to people. Like as 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 obvious as it sounds, um, people don't even know that they set limits on themselves, and they're just like, "Yeah, I can't really do that." It's like, why? Why? Just say, get get to the final answer and then say that. Like, try it. So um, number one is definitely the only limit is the one you set yourself. Um, I'll do another quote. I love quotes, and I'm going to butcher the quote, but hopefully everyone that's watching this knows this. It's an Albert Einstein quote. And it goes something like, if you teach a fish how to climb a ladder, it'll believe it's stupid. That's so butchered. But um, it, it's to say that just I am I am I consider all my co-founders smarter than me. Um, and the word smart is a very relative term. It's it's smart in what, not smart. Um, so that's kind of what the fish analogy brings. Is is yeah, if you teach a fish how to, if if you judge a fish, judge a fish by its ability to climb a ladder. And like, yeah, it's going to think it's stupid, but it's the best swimmer in the world. But no one's focusing on that swimming. So um, the other thing is just, yeah, kind of like know your strengths. Know that you have weaknesses. Um, and just because people are judging you on something that they consider smart doesn't make you not smart. It just means you're probably smart at something else. Uh, whether you're, like, great at welding, which you can make a great profession in. I, welding's awesome. Um, or you're a dev guy. Like, society says the dev guy is so much smarter. But who says so? Like, why? I, I there's just as much welding as developing in the world, so like why? Um, and then that kind of goes. I don't know if this is the third one, but um, that kind of goes to like if you're going to be an entrepreneur, it's it's an endless. It's not um, chemistry where you're stuck in chemistry and you have to do chemistry stuff the whole time. Like you can be a chemist entrepreneur. Uh, so there's this whole like uh, again, this is the Zappos guy said that he thinks he put a random percentage that like 50% of people basically want to be followers and 50. Pe- 50% of people don't want a boss and want to do that themselves. So it doesn't really apply to the 50% that want to be followers, which is not a bad thing. It's just the way that you have grown up and taken tasks and stuff. Um, I heard someone, probably Steve Jobs, say that, probably not, but actually, um, that some people like creating the map and some people like following that. There's nothing wrong with each side. It's just whether you prefer having a map in front of you or drawing it. Um, 
So I don't know if that was the third one. I don't know if I should think of a third one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think they're a great advice regardless. Um, you know, I think a lot of individuals, uh, entrepreneurs, they, we were talking about this before, their, their, per, their day emotionally is a roller coaster. And so having the, the advice that you just reinforced is, is, is good. Um, it's good to kind of hear uh, other people uh, saying, uh, just, just do what you love. I mean, that was kind of like your theme on the last one. Um, exactly. You know, you're not doing, you, if you don't like chemistry, don't do chemistry. Uh, if, you, if you like dev, if you like solving a problem by uh, basing personalities off of an individual's uh, you know, wants and desires and needs in order to find something to eat, uh, <laughs> that's or drink, that's what you should be doing. Just do something that you're passionate about so I can totally relate to it. Yeah, um, just to, to quickly add on top of that, sorry, to, I guess I'm probably going over right now. No, but um, um, yeah, it, it, it's, if you are in that 50% and you just don't like bosses, um, Again, do what it, like be an entrepreneur. At least, at least just try it. Because even if this whole thing fails, which uh, another thing I don't, I try not to say if, even though I just did, because it's not gonna fail. So, uh, if if it fails, you know, like I do, I look so much better after this. Like people give me credit, and and I'll probably get a better job, and etc. So, um, yeah, just stick through it. And and people love failure now, so that's that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And Josh, so if you could just tell us, how can people? take part of your journey, follow your success, um, how can they contact you? Most definitely. Uh, uh, the, the company's website is getgameplan.com. You can sign up for our alpha there. We're hopefully launching by August uh, on the App Store. Um, shit, my email is josh.hoffman at comares.com. Um, other than that, uh, my LinkedIn has, I was, we were talking a little bit before this, that I have two blog posts on there, or LinkedIn blog posts, whatever you want to call them. Um, the first one kind of tells my story about how, uh, really your first question, um, and how like I went to college and I graduated with a 2.2 GPA and how that kind of led me to the whole Albert Einstein fish quote of like, it doesn't mean I'm stupid, it just means like school wasn't for me and I can focus on other things and this whole real life working thing, my, that's totally my game. Uh, I can do this, I can't do school, so. Um, so yeah, another contact information. Uh, Definitely feel free to LinkedIn with uh, me. I, I'm trying to post something. Hopefully, today is my birthday, so I was going to hopefully post something by today. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the best way. Again, our website has all the blog stuff on there, so getgameplan.com is probably the number one way of finding everything. And I was going to end with happy birthday. You <laughs> you stole my thunder. So, uh, Josh, thank you so much for for joining us today, especially on your birthday. I think that is a true testament of who you are as a human being. You don't give a shit if it's your birthday. You're here to make connections and help people out. So I couldn't be more appreciative of your time. So thank you. I, I want to say thank you for, for doing this on my birthday. That I feel like any time I have an excuse to like up game plan, which by the way, I'm wearing the shirt. Nice. Uh, so uh, anytime I have an excuse to up game plan, yeah, my birthday is a great, great excuse. There you go, man. Well, thank you again. It was great talking to you. Thank you. You as well.